I did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Welcome back to 88.3 WSUT's After Further Review. Shout out to Coach Hatzel. He's been on the show a few years ago. He used to be one of the former coaches uh, at the University of Toledo for the track and field program. Actually, a very successful track and field program, by the way. And uh, he wanted to say what's up. And also, a happy holidays to him as well and his family. Yeah, it's always nice to have Coach Hatzel tune in. Yeah, really, really, really great guy and, and really smart guy, actually, by the way. Uh, very, very intelligent. Uh, but yeah, always good to have viewers on here. So you were wondering if we were going to get in the studio. Yes, I have basically student access again to the student union. Uh, shout out to Zane and congratulations to Zane Omar. She just graduated. She was the station manager. Also, Tim and Vicky were on earlier. Uh, they were in the studio. I listened to some of their little Christmas special song uh, yeah. uh, show. So that's what's going on. So we'll be back next week as well after the first, which no one really does anything on the first, really. Christmas is like really family gathering. And then and New Year's Day is where you basically just sit around and watch bowl games. Right. And, and, and drink whatever you usually drink, either Johnny Walker, that Jim Beam, Hennessy, or what is it? Tangeray and Tonic. Yeah, Tangeray Gin and Tonic. Uh, that's what you were doing last night. <laughs> had had. Had had a couple of G and T's yesterday made by Phil Goldsmith. Okay, yeah, Kenny Goldsmith's uh, dad. Yeah, right, Kenny yeah. G, as we like to call him. Yeah, it's basically there. There's a gin and tonic, and then there's the Phil Goldsmith G and T. Also, uh, sad news. Tell us about the sad news that you told me earlier, because guy, a person that actually watched our show. Yeah, I mean, my day yesterday was kind of overshadowed by this. Um, Max Job, the father of Nick Job, a longtime friend of mine whose wedding I attended. Max has tuned into this show many times. He unfortunately passed away of a heart attack yesterday. My condolences. Hey, I know it's it's very hard on the family. Especially, I mean, I I kind of speak from experience because my father lost both of his parents really close to Christmas time. He lost his dad. On Christmas Eve in 1988. Isn't that the year you were born? Yeah. Wow. And then he lost his mother about a week before Christmas in 2009. Wow, 20 years, 21 years apart. Yeah, so that's... I know you. No one deserves to have a bad Christmas, and no one deserves to lose a family member close to, much less even on Christmas. So, I mean, our our thoughts, our prayers are with Nick, uh, his wife Sarah, they're... Their two boys, Leo and Noah, who also, oh, Max's other children, Heather and her husband Mark, Craig and his children. So, where did Nick go to high school? At? Nick went to Ida. He graduated two years after me. And you said he went up to Lake Superior State and was balling. Yeah, he was also a two-time All-Stater in high school. Really? Wow, he had a game like that. Oh yeah, because he still who? Uh, I'm not sure if he. I'm not sure if he. 
he he might be able to hoop a little bit. I don't, I, but I don't think he's like he could doing like his prime. Prime, yeah, his yeah. prime rib. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, just like you when you get on the court with the Michigan State jersey and everything. Um, but anyway, uh, once again, condolences to his family. It's always hard to lose a loved one, especially during the holiday season. Yeah. Now coming up is talk a little bit about as I like to call Misha. And it's been hard up there in the mitten with the the whole coronavirus thing. You had fall sports going, thought everything was going smooth. Then it went down. Now they're going to try to continue it. This also affects winter sports. What's what's the scoop on this? Because I know you're with Friday Night Victors. Well, what they had said was practice for fall sports is going to resume earlier this week. And... It did, and then they said, oh, no, we can't do it because of the whole testing deal, and we got to wait on that. And it was basically, cue the Benny Hill yakety sacks because it sounded like, oh, the MHSA and the Department of Health and Human Services are changing their mind as the wind changes directions. I digress. But in the midst of all that, I did come across a bit of news that, kind of seems a little bit more stabilizing, we hope, and that is winter sports and when they can get back going, obviously, they, with the whole partial shutdown extended until January 15th, the plan is for practice to resume for basketball for both girls and boys, as well as, if I pull this up from the Detroit Free Press... Yes, uh, it's uh, that all practices can begin on the 16th, and then competitions for basketball, bowling, hockey, and swimming and diving can begin on January 22nd, and then January 25th for gymnastics, competitive cheer, and wrestling is when all that will resume. Right. So, and of course, with me being with me being on staff at Bedford High School for basketball, I kind of realized like, okay, at least. There's a plan in place for us to have a season, but I was seeing Mick McCabe on Twitter saying that there was no way anyone was going to get 20 games in, which I know some people are saying, well, you could, if you play like three or four games a week, you can make it happen. No, it's going to be too much. You're going to have to play back-to-backs, and I know from my days at Dundee, the couple times we had to do back-to-backs, I, I was not a fan of it. Why not? I I think you'd just rather have a, a day to day to rest and day to just kind of. Well, they're get, high school kids. I, I know, know, but I'd ra- I'm I guess I just feel better having that extra day of preparation mm-hmm. instead of having to go turn around as soon as you finish one game, turn around and play one the next night. Because one time we did have to have it happen. I think was when I year I was official first year I was officially on staff. We had to play. Ida on a Friday night in January, and then the next night turn around and play Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, the latter of those two games we got blown out in, albeit to be fair, that was an SMCC team that went to the state final four. What year was that? This would have been in uh, like the 2017-2018 season. Okay. So, Oh, I mean, granted, I didn't think we were going to be able to win that game, but we just, I think we were just kind of, we looked kind of out of sorts from playing the night before and then having to turn around and play somebody who is completely different mm-hmm. from a 
from a defensive standpoint because we were playing. We went from playing a team that would run a bot, would press us and run a two-two-one mm-hmm. on three-quarter court to a team that was going to run the Syracuse two-three zone. So I mean, it's I always like. I mean, it's just my it's just my preference. I'm not sure if like Jordan or if uh, or if uh, or if uh, Mark Hubbard, one of our assistants, or if any of our others would agree with me on that. That's. That, but that's just me. Hey, and of course, Tim Trout, who's tuned in on our Facebook Live, says kids are not built for three games a week. Why not? Yeah, I, th- I think he says it's too much mentally and physically. I mean, look, I know in the NBA, there's a cha- there's times where you'll probably end up having to play three games in four nights, or sometimes in college. I know during conference tournament times, if you keep winning, that happens. But I mean, though, I think that's more of the exception, not the rule. But again, that's just that's just what I think. Well, if you want to get the games in, you're gonna. I mean, it, it, what's the difference between playing three games in a week and then some of these AAU tournaments? You're playing two to three games a day. I mean, let's face it. The only thing that kind of stinks about it is the preparation thing. It, you know, when you want to prepare for a team, especially you know, I know in Ohio. For us, or here in Lucas County, because of things that have happened, we're getting out of schedule where basically it looks like we're going to be playing like Thursday, Saturdays. Might be some games that creep in that go Monday, Thursday, Saturday. We might even see some games on Sunday. For the boys, it might go a Tuesday, Friday, Saturday type of setup, which usually happens in January. January is usually the the month where you get a lot of chunk of your season in anyway. But... That's the only thing I think that will hurt the high school because I don't think it would be a mental thing because, let's face it, a lot of the kids, they just want to play games. So you start getting and yeah, games I, and games and games. But as a coach, it kind of stinks because maybe you're playing a rival. Or maybe you're playing a really good team, and in a regular season schedule, that game might fall where you might need a lot of preparation. You can get the preparation in it to fully maximize your team's potential. But this year, in COVID year, that that's possibly not going to happen, you know, and and it it does kind of stink that you know you got to quickly get the kids in the game shape. You know, there's nothing replacing game shape. You can do as many scrimmages as you want, you can do as many practices as you want, but, but the difference between being playing in a game and scrimmages is just is a totally different level. But other than that, though, if you want to really complete a season, this is with the hand you've been dealt. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, the the craziest I think it's going to be is the first week of districts because normally in Michigan and I, I want to I'm pretty sure they do this in Ohio too is usually they'll do girls a week before boys or yes. sometimes flip flopped. Mm-hmm. So what that what they're going to do now is March eighth the week of that will be districts for both the girls and boys. They'll do girls Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and boys Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Hey, mm-hmm. because that way everybody can get the gyms and all that. I mean, granted, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in an athletic director's shoes trying to arrange gym time for all the teams, especially if you've got, especially if you get you're at a school that has teams that require the gym. Like, obviously, competitive cheer is going to need it in one night. Wrestling is going to need it this night. Well, what, do they have multiple gyms? I oh mean, yeah, I mean, because uh, you already got to figure on winter sports if you have a co-ed school. And if this is you got varsity, JV, freshman. Now some girls teams don't have freshmen, and there's some boys teams that don't have freshmen either. But let's say you're at a bigger school, 
yeah, that 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 does kind of stink. And you're right, there's wrestling as well that need that need the gym as well. So the venues and stuff like that. Then also, I don't know about Michigan, but there's a shortage of referees in Ohio. You got to get the referees, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Well, here, well here here's a po- here's a couple of things. First is, do you think that it would be easier to for do like more girls boys double headers? Still doesn't it still doesn't work out that way. Think about it. You, you're already doing a triple header as it is with the games. You also got to remember well, that's COVID. It. You got to also remember COVID protocol. Where you know, I know I know in Ohio, you can only come to your son or daughter's game. So if they're playing freshman ball, you can only come to the freshman game. And then when the freshman game's over, you got to exit, and they give it about a 20 minute cleanup. And then the next round of parents come in if you have fans. Come yeah. in and do that, and then you got to do another twenty minute, and then all that. So, you know, well, the way, the way I w- the way I would do it is how you gonna do it? Well, if, if you do like a, a girl a girls boys doubleheader, I think it would be like for for varsity only because I know, I mean, this season had we not had all this cancellation stuff at Bedford, there were nights where we would play. We would play. I'm not playing. Monroe was a girls boys doubleheader. Girls would play the early game. Boys would do the late game. Mm-hmm. And do do something like that. I mean, the NLL obviously. does it too. The the gender equity in, in in January, where on Thursday nights it went freshman girls, freshman boys, JV boys on Thursday night, and then on Friday night it went JV girls, varsity girls in the middle, and then var into the night with varsity boys. Um. That's gonna be tough because we just mentioned before you got to get wrestling in, you got to get yeah, uh, the com- you, like you said the competitive cheer. Then you got to think about the practices. How are you gonna move in these practices? You know, basketball might not be able to use the gym to practice that night because they got to have a wrestling meet. I mean, it, it's gonna be a, a, a total team effort through all sports uh, to make this work. Um, and you can't replace court time or or mat time. You can't do stuff through Zoom. You know, everyone's like, exactly. we can do we can do practice through no you, you no, Zoom. You no, you can do z- meetings on Zoom. You can watch so much film, but you got to get that court time in as well if you want to be optimal and, and, and get the most out of out of your team. So it's it's going to be very interesting what they do. I don't know if maybe they can do it where this might be tough, where the girls and boys are playing on the same night, but then. Opposite locations. I mean, that might have to do it that way. Where, you, like you said, Monroe and Bedford are playing, but boys might be on the road at Monroe and girls are at home at Bedford. They might or, have to do it that way. Or it could be they do freshman and JV will play will play on one gym and then and for girls and then the, and boys will play in another gym because that's how. That's how it was well, scheduled. Oh yeah, I just said that. Oh, yeah. if, if, if they yeah, play that, at yeah, home, that's, or just or a, that's what I was saying. Is that's kind of how it was planned out prior or, to this, or which might stink. And I've seen this happen at Bedford. They do do this at Bedford, where uh, freshmen have to play in that auxiliary gym. Yeah, and then while JV's playing at the same time, and then the varsity goes on. They, they, that that could be a possibility where you have it all at one venue because you got three auxiliary court gyms where, hey, freshman girls, freshman boys, um, you're playing over here the auxiliary court, JV, and there's three of them. So it could be a, a situation where maybe JV boys, freshman boys, and freshman girls 
are playing at the auxiliary court, JV girls on the main court, and then you have varsity girls and then varsity boys in the nightcap. I mean, that that, that could be a possibility as well. Or do JV girls, freshman girls, freshman boys auxiliary court, then after that's all done, you could probably do JV girls, JV boys also on the auxiliary court while the varsity girls are playing the six o'clock game or whatever on the main court, and then the boys go that way. So you can get the. I mean, yeah. that, that's the only, and that's that's because you guys actually have that facility to do that. Now everybody's not have that type of situation like Bedford has. Yeah, exactly. And another way that this could work, and this is something that we did, and we did at Dundee once when we. On a, and this would probably be better off on a Saturday or a day there's no school. True. Is do a four, basically do like a four game showcase. You have, but this would work if let's say if one of these schools doesn't have a freshman team, so that way I have I have seen that in the past yes. where certain the girls teams go early and then the boys teams go at the regular time or late. Because what? Because I believe it was my when I was on staff at Dundee, we played to come see on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was just basically a. A Saturday, I called it a Saturday showcase where the JV girls team played to come see at like one o'clock, one thirty in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and then the JV boys would play after that, and then it was the varsity girls would go like about five thirty, mm-hmm. and then the boys would be the nightcap. Right. Actually, so. Northview did that earlier this year where Northview's girls teams played Central early in the day on a Saturday, and then the boys played Clay later on that day. So they, that could be a possibility on on, this, on the Saturday front. But like I said, it's going to have to be a total team effort, both in Ohio and in Michigan. Yeah. And the, and the other thing, too, and this was brought to me up to me by one of my coaching brethren, six days to practice for a six-week season. Two, is that too little a practice time, do you think? I think a minimum of two weeks. I, and this is the thing yeah. that we got upset with, with with the Lucas County Health Department shutting us down. You can't just go, okay, you shut down, and then, all right, guys, come on back and play. That's where the injuries start to happen. And you, you got to get the kid. Now, that's one thing. You got to worry about the kid's safety. You got to at least get a two week minimum of, of practicing and everything like that so the kids don't just get thrown in the games. And that's where you get the muscle strength. Because think about it once you get going, you get running and going, and there's no stop to that. And then if a kid gets injured, that really can affect – it can affect a, a, a lot of team seasons because, you know, in a regular season, you, you get the, t- the kid can have time to rest and recuperate, but now it's bang, 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 game, 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 game. Yeah. So I, I think if, 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 if they can, if they can, maybe give an extra week – but maybe you know if the if your fall sports team is done, you can go ahead and get the extra week. Now teams that are going far in the playoffs, maybe you only get that six days. But yeah, I think six days is a little too short. Not to mention, are you going to practice all six days? Because you know you're going to have to give the kids day at least a day off. Yeah. So five out of six days. Yeah. Ryan, right now one of our assistant coaches says not enough practice, and you know what? I do I do kind of agree because we have, we had oh, finished where up. Where you see our- that at? On Facebook Live, I've got I've got it up, and also Greg Saylor from Blissfield is tuning in, which is both of us a happy holidays. Greg, thank you. But I mean, it, Tim Tim doesn't think the kids are built for three games a week. I kind of disagree with that. I, I think they can do three games a week. It, it, I just think as for preparation for games yeah. is what's going to stink. 
them physically playing, no, no they, yeah. they, can, they can play. Because like, like I said, in AAU, there's some tournaments where there's kids playing three games, four games a day because you got to do pool play. And then if they're a really good team, you get in the tournament the next day. And if you go far, you're playing four or five games to win the tournament. So, yeah, I, I can see kids playing at least three games a week. Yeah. I mean, again, I've that's, pro- that's probably an area that I haven't – seen too much of up in my state. I mean, except on rare occasions when you've had to do makeups and stuff. But the but the other thing too is how many games are you gonna get in, in six weeks? I mean there's obviously twenty well, games. Six times three is eighteen. Yeah, if you well And that's if you don't have any type of COVID or any type or, of tracing to cancel a game. Or Mother Nature interfering because in Michigan we have snow days. So I I mean, any any of my coaching brethren who are tuning into this, I mean, what would you guys say? I, for me, I'm thinking probably more like fourteen or fifteen, so that way, in the event you do have a postponement due to weather, you allow yourself a little bit of leeway. But what's trying to cram it in? We talked about this off air. Why not go in the middle of March? If you're starting in the middle of January, you get a solid two months. Solid two months. You can start the tournament in the middle of of, of March. Because really, I think spring sports shouldn't start till April anyway, because that's when the weather breaks. I mean, it, it used to suck when I ran track. You had, you, you'd have a meet in March, and it'd be snow on the ground. And it was nothing worse than when if you were a high jumper and you're trying to high jump, and once you try to get over the bar, right in the pool in, in the high jump pit is either a puddle of rain or slushy snow. And, and in track, you're not really – got to have thin stuff on in track because you don't want nothing to weigh you down. And here you go jumping into this, 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 and I used to remember, I used to hate it. Like, and it was sucked because usually the weather was just turning. So the day before in practice, it'd be seventy degrees, and then you get to the meet, it's like thirty-five, oh. and it rained, <laughs> rained all day, and you're in class, like, oh heck no, I don't really want to go to this. Yeah. And you sit there and you look, and like a lot of them, they were older pits, the because everybody had been jumping into it, the pit dips. So if it's rained all day, there's a puddle there, and it's 30 degrees outside with a little bit of wind. Yeah. I mean, look, I I kind of get the argument to push it back and push spring sports back, too, because from me having to umpire a baseball game in late March or first week of April, it's usually cold, and mm-hmm. sometimes games get canceled because there still might be rain or snow coming in, and... Mm-hmm. The fields are crap because they're they've been sitting underwater. I've had this happen in the past, and then of course my I've had my assigner tell me, "Yeah, we had to cancel because fields aren't ready." And here's a here's a thing, and this might happen. This might happen in this area, and, I, I, and I'm not saying for sure. Will they do it where it's a possibility that they might do a baseball format for basketball here, where you're in the state tournament, but you're still playing regular season games. Would Michigan do that? Where you still you're going to complete your regular season? There's teams that are saying we're going to get our 22 games in, even if it means getting into the state tournament. So you could play a regular season game, and then a state tournament game, and then turn back around and play a regular season game. Which that happens in baseball here in Ohio. You're in the state tournament and still completing your regular season. It's a very strange setup. It kind of happened in football here. Either you got your ten games in because you can only they only played up to six here, 
in Ohio. And then you had everybody got into the playoffs for football. But once you got eliminated, if you didn't play a, a maximum of 10 games, you could schedule other games to complete your season. Uh, I'm really not sure how I'd feel about that. I mean, because usually if you're, if you're, let's say you're in the, you're in the state tournament and you still got a regular season to finish. I mean, and then you get, let's say you lose the state tournament, you're thinking, oh, season's over. And Pretty much. Are you, re- are yeah, you really going to really want to go back out there? And, yeah. The, yeah. The, and then I don't gonna, know how they do it in baseball, but yeah, are you really engaged? I, especially if you have, a, especially if your team is very senior led, it's just like, all right, pack it up. Because what are you playing for? Now, maybe if your team is still playing for a league title, but the state is where it's at, and I yeah. think you're right. Maybe it should be just 15, 16 game season, but you, you got to do th- you you have to do three games a week because the month of December has been get, has gotten ate up. Like I'm not I'm not really happy for the fact that we're not going to get to play teams twice in our league. It's one and done. That's how the league has done it. Basically, you, you know, and usually in most leagues it's a round robin. Usually there's eight teams in a league, so there's seven because you can't count yourself. So there's 14 game season. You're playing seven teams twice, but now we only have to play them once. Yeah, and that may end up. That could very well end up being how things would be at Bedford because we're in the Southeastern Conference Red and mm-hmm. not the dollar sign EC. Yeah, the regular SEC. Yeah, and we have we have seven teams in there, so that would be 12 game schedule. So that would we'd have to play Ypsilanti, Ipsy Lincoln, Celine. Monroe, and then all the and then all the Ann Arbor schools. Actually, no, I I, I completely count that wrong. That would give us fourteen games. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we just end up having a fourteen game season, or if we just play all our opponents once, and then maybe you just do like throw a, a crossover game or two in. I because no wait, I, I, it was twelve. I was thinking. Ew. Ypsilanti was supposed to be our SEC white crossover. Mm-hmm. And then we were also scheduled to play a game against Adrian and a game against Pinckney. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, who, know, who knows how it's going to end up working out and things like that. So uh, that's, why, that's why I'd rather just make it like, I'd say, 14 or 15 games top. So that way you, have, you do have a little bit of wiggle room in the event you have to cancel a game. Mm-hmm. And because of somebody tested positive for COVID or because of snow days. And then you go in, and then you end up going into district play. Well, okay. Anything else? Well, we'll do it. Let's just hope that things uh, stabilize enough where we can get back at it. Because, look, I it's my, fir- it's my first year at Bedford. I've been wanting to get out with the guys and see what they can do in a game and – it's always been wait, 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 and now we're going to end up having a pretty condensed season. And again, I, I told you this off there. I do wish that MHSA would push back spring until later because, look, nobody likes to have baseball when it's cold and snowy and then you cancel it because it seems like there's this perpetual hamster wheel that they're on. Mm-hmm. So uh, we get. There for one year we might get a really warm March, and they're like, "Hey, let's get some baseball, softball, track meets in, girls soccer, whatever. We can get this in." And then the next time around, 
It's cold and snowy, and the snow just doesn't want to go away until April. Yeah, it is true. We've, and then we've you end, and then by spring you only end up getting in April. You only get a couple games in because April weather is pretty crappy with rain. And unless you're playing in a dome, you're not going to get too much in. Right. Or, or if you're on a field that doesn't drain well, I've I've more or less seen my fair share of baseball fields that do not handle bad weather very well they don't drain well huh yeah greg brings this up to me he says i have some huge concerns with high school baseball season and july and turning around starting football afterward i want all sports to play this year but it's going to be tough on the players and greg i i do understand that i'm in no way am i saying push baseball into july hmm. i mean i'd say have it where it goes to and have the state finals on the by the end by the end of June, like June thirtieth, whatever, if at the absolute latest, or the we or the very we or like the last weekend of June. And I will, I will, I don't really want to drag it on into July because I would like to give them enough time to rest, have a little bit of vacation time with their families, so they can recuperate and be ready to go for football. But you guys act like these are a bunch of old men. They're kids. I mean, <laughs> now think about it. You saying running into July? There's not going to be a lot of teams running into July. The teams that are going to be running into July are the really good teams. It's just like the Lakers in the bubble. Think about it. They ran till October, but there was a lot of teams that haven't played since March, like the Atlanta Hawks and the Bulls. So I, I don't. I don't. You know, once again, these are 15 to 17 year old kids. So okay, it runs to the first week. July, great. You're not playing football till August. That's a month. That's a time to get your vacations in and everything like that. And this is an unprecedented time. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, it's like, what do you think is going? They're going to fall apart. I mean, we're in the age where you know recuperation and and how the way you condition for sports is way better than what it was when even I was in high school. So I mean, come on. I don't think that's really a valid point. Nothing against Mr. Sailor there, and happy holidays to him. Yeah. Well, again, it may be because Blissfield baseball is expected to go on a very deep postseason run. Okay. Again, yeah. I, but that. But they're the small percentage. I mean, all the rest of the teams will probably be done at the beginning of June, middle of June. So they already get the two months off. But the Blissfield, what are they? The Bad Boys. The Royals. The Royals. Okay, how many of those guys also on the baseball team are going to be playing football? Starting to school because I know that start that uh, Gavin Ganon, Zach Horky, Ty Wyman, Scott Jackson, mm-hmm. guys like that, they're all seniors this year. Okay, so they'll so, be done. Yeah, and of course, uh, Gav- Gavin and Zach will be getting ready to start their collegiate careers at Bowling Green. Right. Insert comment about state school down south, pumpkin and poop and all that. Right. They, well, for a while they didn't have a baseball. Yeah. Program. Then they got. Then they revived it. Right. To the another boosters. another interesting thing of 2020. Uh, but yes, thank you, Greg, for the um, the actual comment. I always like to interact with Ryan Rittenauer. Who's he? Ryan, right now, that's right one now. of our assistant coaches at uh, Bedford. Oh, okay. Now, oh, okay, I'm looking at his profile page. He's already got, looks like he's already got, was he there last year? Uh, no, he was with us for a year at Dundee. Well, already on his uh, Facebook page, he's got the Bedford uh, on his uh, cover photo. So it looks like he was there last year. No, la- no, last year he was with us at Dundee, and now he... And now he's gone back to Bedford. Oh, because of Jordan. So yes. he was at, but he was at Bedford before because it says from the 20, November twenty seventh, two thousand eighteen. 
Yeah, he because he was there as an assistant coach, and then he decided to come work with Fawcett Dundee, and then mm-hmm. when Jordan decided to go back, Ryan was obviously a natural choice to come along. So what's his specialty at, at Bedford? Uh, I think Ryan pretty much works with uh, with uh, re with rebounding and stuff like that. So is he a positional coach as far as the post play, or he just does re- He's a rebounding coach. Uh, no, I think he he he's an assistant, but I think his think more of his specialty is uh is rebounding. He can shoot a little bit. Ryan, did he play ball or? Yes, he play, he played uh he played at Bedford. Oh, he did. What years? I believe, crap, I'm trying to think when he would have graduated. You don't even know. Uh, well, yeah, well, it's it's escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay, looks like a, looks like he looks like a, a big guy though. Oh he's, yeah. He's, so he was at Be- he was at Bedford with the old staff back before he came to Dundee. Yeah, because that's kind of strange. You leave Bedford, go to Dundee, and then you're back at Bedford. God mm-hmm. works in mysterious ways. Well, that is very true. Okay, okay. Well, it's good to know and see another guy on there that you know. Likes to talk basketball. See, he's just got engaged or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Does he like the new floor at Bedford? Oh yeah. Did he go to IPFW Indiana Purdue? No that that that's where his sister Nicole went to go play volleyball. Okay, I seen that. Okay, just Facebook stalking him, seeing who's listening to the show and everything. <laughs> so once again, thanks to him for listening. Uh, wrap this segment up, and we get into our next segment. Yeah. And Greg Saylor, he's the baseball, right? Yeah, he yeah he's an assistant baseball coach and football coach at Blissfield. Oh, okay, 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 nice. All right, well, wrap it up. Yeah, so God willing, everything stays the same where we can at least get winter sports started and get a season in. I know, I know, only having six days of practice is going to suck for a six week season, but I would. I'm in the. I'm one of those in the camp. So you know what. I got players who just want to get out there and play. I want to have a season two. So a a reduced watered-down season, I believe, is better than no season at all. I wouldn't wouldn't go with watered-down, at least a competitive season. Yeah. I mean, I know know you had said that some of the play had been kind of suspects. Yeah. But you know what? I th- ever, I believe everybody's in the same boat there. You see, Duke's women's team just canceled their season. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, Men are still going to go on though. Oh, you know, Coach K and them—they trying to get that shit. <laughs> even yeah. even though he said, even though he seems to be changing his mind, because I know he'd say one thing where, oh, we can't cancel the NCAA tournament. Then he says, yeah, yeah, I don't think this is going to work. Well, when you when you lose a little, yeah. Bit, yeah. But like, now he back got back on those winning ways. Oh, okay, we're back. He's changing. He changes his mind as the crow changes directions when it flies. Yeah, it does. And uh, once again, listening, uh, Mister Right Now, or Greg Sailor, uh, Timothy Trout is his name. Yep. Where's he do? Uh, Tim's an old friend. Oh, he's just an old friend. He's not. He doesn't have that clout or whatever. Or... Yeah, he's a. He's an old old friend of mine. He is recently... he a is he a is he a listener too? Uh, he's tuned in a few mm-hmm. times. Times I know he re- he recently just had surgery to replace his hip. So oh okay yeah my dad just replaced reco- his knee. Yeah, so from what I understand, his recovery has been going quite well. Oh yeah, well good to his recovery and everything. And uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, um, you wanna do your power play? Yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. We'll do the NHL power play. We're gonna 
blow the dust off of it. You haven't done it in a couple months or ever since the bubble was over, right? Uh, Are you ready with your power play? Now, I don't want to get on here and get the power play up. And, yeah, I'm just, oh, it's basically just going to bring, say, what's going to happen for the regular season and a couple of tidbits here and there. All right. You can always make sure you check us out. All our segments on After Further Reviews, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes page. We're also AFR Sports Show on Twitter and After Further Reviews Sports Show on Facebook. And all of them have the picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head. When we return, Frank Vashner will blow the dust off the NHL power play. I can't wait. Also, later on in the show, uh, you're going to have, what's his name, Kringleberry? Is there, was there a Kringleberry in the all-name team for signing high school football? There, um, I didn't come across anybody named Hingle McKringleberry, <laughs> but there were some good ones. There was? There were some good ones? Okay. I'll, uh, I'll just... Uh... I'll just uh, keep people waiting. Okay. You're listening to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we'll be back with the NHL Power Play.